0: Welcome to World's Wonders, a podcast by the Winding Rivers Library System, where we host lively and informative conversations about topics of interest to libraries in western Wisconsin and the world. And now, our next World's Wonders. Hello and welcome to the Winding Rivers Library System podcast. Today we are going to talk about a very exciting world's project in the works, a world's member library project in the works, called 100 Extraordinary Women, and it's a fundraising effort at the Sparta Free Public Library. I'm Kristen Anderson, the director of the Winding Rivers Library System, and I'm Brooke Newberry, the collaborative consultant. And today, we're talking with Shannon Grant from the Sparta Free Library. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you. So if you could, just tell us a little bit about your library. Sparta Free Library in
1: Sparta, Wisconsin. Um, We have a long history in the Sparta Free Library. Our original building was built in 1902 um, from a Carnegie Grant. It was expanded. It doubled in size in 1982. And now again, we, our population has grown, and so we are looking at expanding one more time and doubling our size again.
0: Excellent, Shannon, that sounds really exciting. So you have this um, fantastic fundraising, or you recently held this fantastic fundraising effort um, called 100 Extraordinary Women. Can you give us some background on that project?
1: Sure. So we are working with a fundraising consultant on a capital campaign in order to do that expansion and renovation. Um, so Jody Sweeney of the Sweeney Group of Madison is who helps nonprofits to raise these kinds of funds for projects. Um, her It was really her brainchild, and it was a launch to the rest of the capital campaign. So the idea is that you get 100 women, at least 100 women, you can get more, you want to get more, but 100 women is the target, and they pledge each $1,000, and that pledge can be over five years. Um, it can be they some write a check for $1,000 right away, some break it up over five years, some do a monthly pledge so that it's really more affordable for many different price points. Um, the idea is that the women come together to do something great in the community and in this case it's fund our library expansion. Um, there's a culminating event, a celebration where the women are invited who participate it's the celebration has food and beverages and entertainment. Um, in our case we had a sponsor so all of the proceeds, Um, that were donated by the women are actually going to our cause instead of throwing fancy parties. Excellent. (laughs) So that worked really well for us. Each of the women who participated also got um, a pair of custom-made earrings. Wow. Um, That's part of it. So people wearing these earrings in the community, then, oh, you're an extraordinary woman. Um, You're part of that group. People were also able to, if you didn't want to participate yourself, um, you could be a participant in honor of or in memory of another woman who's extraordinary in your life. So this didn't preclude men. You could um, donate in honor of your mother or your wife or your sister or your aunt. Or we had women's groups help us out to book clubs. Um so it was really an empowerment of women coming together
0: to do something great for the community. Excellent. Could you tell us a little more about the earrings, Shannon? That's a really interesting <laughs> it's a really interesting um, aspect of the project.
1: Sure. So I believe there are photos of the earrings on the website and the website is 100extraordinarywomen.com. So 100extraordinarywomen.com. Um, there's It's a lovely website, lots of beautiful pictures of other events that happened, culminating events, other projects that are in the works currently, and success stories that have recently happened. The earrings are, I believe, made in Sun Prairie, and they are sort of a fleur-de-lis um, design that are handcrafted and um really become a symbol and people proudly wear them in Sparta now and recognize other
0: extraordinary women um, just by seeing that jewelry excellent and so it was part of the part of the project that wasn't a that wasn't an aspect original to Sparta it was part of the no, larger project no not excellent. at all
1: and it's the 100 extraordinary women logo sort of has a fleur de lis oh. Um, I don't know another way to explain it, but mm-hmm. it's very scrolly and pretty, and makes beautiful jewelry design.
0: <laughs> great. great, great. And did you get 100 women in Sparta? We did. I have to tell you that we weren't always
1: sure that we would. I think everyone on our committee, at one point in time, thought there's no way we're going to get 100 women to to donate to this cause, and. We, we did. We went over that, and actually I still got calls. Our initiative has ended. We have had our celebratory event, um, but I still get calls. Did you get your 100 women? Can I still be a part oh, of that? Wow. Of course you can. <laughs> of course you can. We'd be delighted for you to do that. Oh, that's great. So the other part of this is that um, you donate. You pledge, as an extraordinary woman, or in honor or in memory of someone. And then all of those names are forever recognized in a room in our new library. So um, it's an opportunity for you to have your name in the quiet reading room when we get to that point. So that's really another exciting part about it.
0: Great. Wonderful. Um, So you mentioned that your fundraiser um, kind of came up with this initiative for you. Is this a national initiative, or is this kind of more of a local one that she has created herself?
1: It is a a national initiative. She has recently launched a website, which wasn't live when we did ours, unfortunately, but it is a tool that now people can use without needing to hire her as a consultant so that's an exciting thing and the cost is is a mere hundred dollars to be able to use this idea Um, and she provides a lot of support in that way you also don't need to do a hundred thousand dollars as your goal you could also do a smaller project so ten thousand dollars would be if you were just trying to buy furniture or trying to buy another special project for your library you would be able to to go in it at that lower level, if you thought that that was more realistic for
0: your community. Yeah,
1: so it's definitely scalable,
0: depending it's on scalable, your It's
1: scalable, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. And if their website wasn't up yet, Shannon, were there other examples for you to follow? For this yes. project, so okay. Do you, actually, another
1: um, world's library has used Jody Sweeney um, as a consultant. Viroqua did a few years ago. She Jody's also worked with other nonprofits in our area. So it has been used in, in other venues besides library fundraising. She's got a long track record of of using this this model, but now it is she's making it available on a nationwide scale and she's really wanting to empower women and groups of women to go to this website and be able to do it on their own without having to hire her as consultant. Excellent. That sounds great. Um, so how did you publicize this initiative? In every way possible. <laughs> <laughs> so um, word of mouth was a big part of it. The The committee that formed um, had, I believe nine or 10 women in our community. And so really it was them being table captains and reaching out to other women in the community that they thought would be interested in helping out with this initiative. So word of mouth was huge. They went to their exercise class. So they talked about it and they said, they taught, they planned. So, hey, I'm going to talk to you about this in front of these other people, and we're going to get all these other people involved. And so I think that was really exciting. We certainly used social media. We did, I believe, three newspaper articles. We were fortunate enough to have, you know, one about when we were planning and the committee working on it and what we were doing. And then we had a few when we were getting women and some groups that had the vfw auxiliary group in sparta knew that um, the veterans that we had a lot of veterans that we served a lot of veterans at the library and so they decided to to make to pledge as a group of extraordinary women So we had an article about that, and then we had a celebratory article. So those were all part of what we did. I did radio interviews. We had it on our website. We had talking points that we gave out to committee members and anybody that was interested. We also made those talking points into bookmarks and had them at our desk. So um,
0: any way humanly possible, that's what we did. (laughs) And did it successfully, it sounds like. So um, do you have any idea what uh, publicity effort was the most effective? Probably the word of mouth and the
1: women reaching other women because you can't possibly know everyone in your community. And me being new to the area, I did not, but I knew the right women who would go out and then spread the word, who would be energetic, who would who knew the passion, who shared their passion and wanted to share this idea and really wanted to make it successful.
0: So, clearly, Shannon, a great deal of planning <laughs> went into this event. Can you tell us a little bit about that planning? Sure. So, I would say that
1: it was about four months of planning. Um, we, like I said, had a sponsor and That helped us right off the bat. This was someone who didn't want to be involved in that committee work. She didn't want to ask anybody for money. Sometimes it's really hard to, you really believe in this cause, you really want to be one of these extraordinary women. Um, But it's uncomfortable to talk to your friends about, hey, can I ask you for $1,000? That's really uncomfortable. But that's really what it takes. Um, It does there were a lot of meetings and a lot of planning and a lot of organizing of tables and who will sit where and is this, did you get in contact with that person? And because it's a smaller community, a lot of the people that the women organizing, they all knew the same people. So they had to decide, no, you will take that person and I will talk to this person. No, you can have that person and sort of Go that way. So there was a lot of organization that needed to happen regarding who was reaching out to who, so that we didn't inundate the same people over and over again. And if you said no, then you said no, and we didn't have five more people on our committee coming and talking to you. So there were there was a lot of planning. We did have. Um, entertainment so we needed to figure out what we were doing for that and that was sort of fluid and it changed a little bit we thought about speakers and we thought about um who should who should be there speaking as an extraordinary woman and in the end we decided people just wanted to really come and socialize and that that was really what people wanted so we did that and we had some wonderful music that were women in our community Um, came and played women music from other women and it was it was lovely and it was just a half an hour to 45 minutes while we gathered and everyone grabbed a glass of wine and sort of settled in so I think in the end that turned out to be a really wise decision but the committee really made those decisions and so I think giving them the ownership of this is this is your committee this is your event what this looks like to you will make it successful. Invitations, another thing that um, Jody had invitation templates and our committee decided, no, we want it to be more like a wedding and so we want it to be special and so we're gonna take that on. So if you do think about it, it is sort of like planning a wedding, this event that eventually does happen and RSVPs and decor, decorations and food and a menu and the whole thing, but it certainly was a wonderful evening when it culminated.
0: Excellent. Um, now that you have kind of wrapped up this celebratory event and this initiative, is there anything you wish you would have done differently?
1: Well, I don't think there's ever a perfect time of year, but I think we chose our date in late fall, we got the venue, we, we had thought we had all this time to really work on it, and it did sneak up on us a little faster than I think anyone anticipated. The holidays being in there were not so great. It was harder to find times to meet. It was harder to reach out to people. They were busy doing holiday things so that we really lost a lot of time between Thanksgiving all the way through New Year's, really. And then people were still recovering financially from the holidays. So it's hard for people to commit then. They're thinking, you know, we just spent all this money on the holidays. We're not going to now pledge $1,000 in January. So I think maybe thinking about that, we have a lot of snowbirds in our community who couldn't make the event um, because they were out of town. So I think there's never a really optimal time. You're always going to run into those things, but thinking about those things and maybe um, maybe considering not doing it around the holidays would be my,
0: my suggestion. Great. So Shannon, other than fundraising, how was this event beneficial to the library in other ways? Were there other other benefits? Well, certainly the camaraderie of the
1: women who were on our committee. We all got to work together and really talk about what, why we needed to do this. And they're sort of ambassadors for us now, and I think in them needing to talk about our project to get these women to pledge, that they feel even stronger, more passionate about why this has to happen. And they're really educating people. And when people in the community say, I don't know why you need to expand the library. Libraries are no longer relevant. They say, let me tell you why. Here's why. And so I think, In addition to to the camaraderie and to being empowered and to feeling like they have contributed in such an amazing way to the future of our library they're also amazing ambassadors for us now in a way that I don't know that they would have been had they not been part of this so I think
0: I think it it's a good stuff. Oh, that's excellent. And it occurs to me, too, that you also have a kind of a, a living reminder, not a living, but a tangible reminder of that event in those earrings again. So every time these women open their jewelry boxes and see those earrings and put them on, they're reminded kind of of that commitment and that excitement. So wow, that's really amazing. Exactly. That's a really good point. So what advice would you give to other libraries, considering a similar effort?
1: I think definitely check out that website that I mentioned. I think that's a good tool that wasn't available to us at the time. I think you it's critical that you involve the people who share your passion. So if you don't it's it's absolutely critical that the people that are on your committee because they are really going to be your advocates. They have to be committed to the passion. They have to to, it's hard to go ask people. It's hard to ask people. That's a a big commitment, and certainly you can do it, like I said, at that smaller level if you need to, but they really need to feel that what they're doing is important, so you have to be able to tell them why, show them why, and I think even at our culminating event when we had our celebration, we had floor plans there, we had brochures, we had photographs of our library being so crowded and all (laughs) all the events that happened there and really demonstrating why it's necessary and we brought flyers of all the of all the publicity that we do for our programs and plastered them on the wall and we were able to talk about that and our committee members our table captains were able to to show that as well and use that And really, really promote us in that way because they had been through the process and we had talked about it at our meetings and they shared in the passion and they shared in the vision and they,
0: they're just ambassadors for us. Great. So not that you have a lot to live up to after that project, (laughs) but what's next in terms of fundraising for the Sparta Library?
1: Well, that was really the launch and really the the launching pad for a longer, up to, we expect, an 18-month fundraising um, timeline. We're now in a quieter phase, although we did get the women in the community talking, which is another thing that is fantastic about this particular initiative because even if they're not involved, it's women, ta- women talking to other women, and they're talking to other women, and it's, it's out in the community, and people are talking about us. And so that's really helpful. We're now going into a, a quieter phase where there's not so much publicity, and we're not doing interviews and in, in newspaper articles. We're inviting people um, to invitation-only sort of informational events where we're not asking for money, but we're providing information and um, hosting quieter events. Um, We'll be going to businesses in our area um, and hoping to get their support. Um, We're going to work on applying a similar concept of the 100 Women to sort of families in our area. So we haven't really defined what it's going to be called or what it's going to be look like going to look like, but we do have a lot of interest in, you know, people, families who want to provide a gift um, and do something similar to a hundred women. I don't know that it'll be a hundred families, but we're looking at how can we sort of use the same idea, the same momentum behind it and sort of broaden it and expand it a little bit. So
0: that's kind of where we are right now. That's great, Shannon. Well, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us today. It's been It's such a fascinating project, and I'm so glad we had the opportunity to learn more about it. Shannon, we often provide um, follow-up information um, on our website, links to additional supplementary information um, related to the projects we're talking about. Is there any kind of information we could provide to our listeners? Sure, we've got some wonderful pictures of our celebratory event.
1: Um, oh, and while I'm thinking of it, I think another thing I would suggest to people who were going to do this is it's so powerful to have a photograph of 100 women who are supporting you. It's just an amazing thing to have that group all together. But it is a really difficult thing to get 100 people in a picture. Um, We obviously, you don't always have all of the people be able to attend your celebratory event, but large group pictures like that are difficult. But I think they're so powerful. So think about having, you know, different people standing and people kneeling and, and different ways to organize that. And who's going to organize <laughs> the circus of getting that picture taken? <laughs> but it's it's so worth it because it is just such a powerful thing um, to demonstrate all the women coming together to really
0: support the cause. Great! I remember seeing that picture, Shannon. It <laughs> is absolutely powerful. It is indeed. So we will will add um, a link to Jody's website and also any um, supplemental information that you have to our website. Sounds great. So thanks again for coming in. This is really interesting. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of World's Wonders, a podcast of the Winding Rivers Library System. For supporting information and links to other episodes, please go to www.wrlsweb.org slash podcast.